Good evening and welcome to the second official Wessex podcast. I'm Matt McCarthy and I'm delighted to welcome today's guest onto the show, Reserve Team Assistant Manager Aaron Avery. Ron, welcome. Tell me a bit about yourself. Hello, thanks for, uh, for having me. I've always wanted to be on a podcast, great fun. Um, so yeah, uh, Aaron, also known as Ron, uh, Reserve Team Assistant Manager, but I kind of, I'd say more unofficial head goalkeeping coach is probably uh, is probably the better title for the club. Um, that's about it, really. Sort of, yeah, work-wise, I, I, uh, I worked with Trucci for a long time, which is why I ended up sort of in and out of the club with him. But now uh, sort of uh, working for Open Reach as a telephone engineer, which is great fun. Sounds great, mate. Sounds great. So I guess to kick it all off, really, um, how much are you missing football? It's, I think it's, I've, I've been all right with this because because of um, sort of years of working weekends and stuff, I've never mm. really, football's never really been the forefront of, of my mind. It's always been work, um, family sort of before that, obviously squeezed in football where I could. But in terms of it getting to a t- point in time where they're saying, well, you can't play football now. It's, it's not that much of a, a big deal for me. Obviously, I'm missing the lads and I am missing missing the banter and the football now you're back involved in it. But, you know, you look at the likes of like Tom, whose entire life is football, whether it be Wessex, coaching, whatever it is he's doing. Mm. For me, if I can't play football or be involved in the football, it's not a massive miss. I think it's, it's more of a... Now that I've kind of decided fully to hang up my boots or my gloves and, and sort of become a bit more involved in coaching. I am missing watching the game a bit more, but I'm certainly not missing playing and that side of it. So I think I'm lucky, really. It affect me as much as, as other people. So would you say, would you say, yeah, sure answer. not missing it at all. Has it got anything to do with age, that? It could be, yeah, it could be. I, I mean, I, I played in that last game before um, before the, the this latest lockdown. And so me and Trachi decided I was going to play, obviously because of the goalkeeper situation with Ben being injured and Alex going to the first team and, and Tej coming in, who looks, a, a, Tej looks a fantastic goalkeeper. But I don't think he's played much football. Mm. So Trachi wanted a bit of experience do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was kind of, although I I decided I was going to retire and not play anymore, I, I kind of did have that itch. And I reckon about 65 minutes into that game, that itch was well and truly scratched. And if he'd have blown the whistle there and there, and I'd have walked off and not, it wouldn't have bothered me in the slightest. I think my playing days are well behind me. Yeah, definitely. I can say that sounds completely different to, to a lot of people, you know, my around my age and around Tom's age is the absolutely gagging for a game, and the fact that you'd be fine after an hour that would drive me mad. That yeah, would drive me mad. Yeah, I mean, I, I said to Trachi before. I think I, I said it to you, didn't I, before the game when he was warming me up. I I hadn't played in, and I I mean like even when I went through, I went through a couple of years where I didn't really play eleven aside. I was playing five aside, six aside, mm. and all the rest of it. And I love that, and I really did. When I stopped playing that, I I really did miss that. And I didn't really play. For, I haven't really played for well over a year, and in any t- any terms of football, five aside, six aside, anything really. Um, probably a good eighteen months, I say. So there was a little bit of me where I was kind of 
I was kind of gagging for a game, thinking like, oh, I do miss it. I do want a game. I would really love to play. But then when I did play, even in the warm-up before the game, I don't know if you noticed, but I was thinking, oh, what am I doing here? So, I mean, I think it was, at that point, it was too late for me to tell Trucks I didn't want to play. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> pull out. Yeah, I had to go through with it. And then after all the all the work we'd done in training with the keepers about setting walls and free kicks and stuff, it was a bloody free kick that I let in. Yeah, under the wall, wasn't it? Through the wall, through, through the, the wall. wall. Yeah, my, my wall was perfect, but it went through the wall. The ball so, moved. Yeah, the bit, ball of, moved. bit of movement on it. It jumped out the way, didn't they? Tarps. <laughs> All right, lovely, lovely. So um, how many years have you been coaching then? Co- well, coaching-wise, this, this, this is my first season where I, I suppose you could consider me a coach, if you like. Um, like I said, I've, I've, I've played, I've always played on and off. I suppose the closest I've ever got to sort of any any form of coaching or managing or running a team is you know, like every friends group have got their little five-a-side mm. group, haven't they? Mm. I was always, not always, but a lot of the time, I was the one that would organise the five-a-side and get the players and choose the players and that sort of thing. So I've done, I've kind of always done that. I've always kind of liked to think of myself as a, I don't know, a bit of a natural kind of leader, someone that would take charge of things. Um, but in terms of actually saying, right, that's it, I'm not playing now, um, assistant manager, co- goalkeeping co- coach, whatever you want to call it, this is my first season. And I think, like Trucci alluded to it in his in his podcast last week, um, it hasn't gone according to plan. It, I think me and Trucci were very much going into the season all guns blazing, thinking, mm-hmm. you know, we've we got a lot of experience between us and it will go really well. Um so I think my first experience of coaching has been has been disappointing so far. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed working with the keepers. Um, I gutted about Ben breaking his legs earlier on in the season. So I think Ben, I think Ben's a really good keeper, and I I think to to I mean I, I I'm not I'm not the most experienced of keepers, but if if I could help Ben a little bit get to a level where I think he could get because I think generally he's a really good and at the what is he 18? Uh 19. 19 I think at the age of 19 to, to see the way that he moves and and plays as a goalkeeper given a bit of I think one or two little key bits of experience a little bit of him playing a bit more getting his own experience I think he yeah. could go on to be a really good keeper so I think coaching somebody like that or being involved in coaching someone like that I think that's made it that much more enjoyable because I think he could go on to be a really good keeper, hundred percent. Mm. I feel like it's almost you you helping someone like that. It's almost just as good as playing, or I guess in some ways it could be seen as better because you're yeah. you're helping someone when they perform on the pitch <clears throat> because of you you tutoring them. You know, it's it has a really nice effect on their game, and then it makes you feel better for letting them achieve it. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and I, I, we haven't really had a chance to see it with Ben because he, you know, he only played a few games. Yeah, and the games he did play, obviously, I was mostly at the reserves. I only, I've only seen him play once or twice. But when you look at Alex um, and and Tez, who's, who's played a couple of games for us now, you know, I, whether they know it or not, I see little bits of things that, you know, for example, I use Alex as an example. Really good shot stopper, you know. For his size, he's a little short thing, but for his, he gets up, he moves well. <clears throat> there are one or two things about his footwork and his position. In the, the 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 first session we had with him at the Downs, I remember saying to him like, "Move your feet this way, try and do this." Just little things, and already 
within a couple of weeks, you can see him making those little changes. Yeah. And that to me is, is, is like you said, better than playing. Cause you know, I'm now stood on the sidelines watching somebody that I've kind of tried to give a bit of my experience to. I've, I've played in goal as a keeper since I was, oh, I don't know, six or seven. So you're thinking, you know, 25 years of playing in goal in some form, you know, I've got one or two little bits of, of knowledge, if you like, that mm. to, to see somebody else doing after I've gone through it with them. You're right, it is, it is better than playing in some way. And especially now that I've got no interest in playing, I still kind of want to be involved. Um, I did it for a little bit with refing, um, but as much as I enjoy that, you don't have the same connection with the game, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you turn up to referee to bunches of strangers... Whereas, you know, as part of a club, and especially at Wessex, especially at Wessex, you, you, you're part of that club. So, I mean, so to, to stand on the sideline and, and to see players doing little things that you've asked them to do is, yeah, I've really, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice to hear. It's definitely nice to see as well. Um, so, in terms of this being your second stint with Truchy at Wessex, how does it compare to your first? Oh, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's totally different in a sense that when I think that when I first came to the club, it was it was I think it was more Hooper that brought me to the club because I think when I when I joined was I think it was Trucci's last season as a player. Um, and I think he was struggling anyway to play because of his knees and, and all his other injuries that he picked up. Um, so it was Hooper that brought me in as as a player, as a goalkeeper. And it was. It was good, you know, I kind of, I turned up, I walked straight into the team. Um, I think, I can't remember the third team or the reserve, I think it was the third team, my first season. Um, you know, and it was it was a team that, you know, we weren't necessarily getting results every week, but we had a good team. We had a good solid bunch of lads. Um, you kind of got to know everyone really quickly and you just had a good time, do you know what I mean? You just turned yeah. up, played, it was a good laugh. <clears throat> you know, it was one of those ones where, the result wasn't the be all and end all, but you know, we did get good results. Um, and you're just playing with your friends, basically, playing with Truchy, playing with Hooper, and a few others that I got to know really well. Um, compared to this time, when you sort of you come in, don't know any of the lads, um, you've got to kind of get to know them really quickly. You've mm. also then got to get to try and get to a relationship with them quickly, whereas to say, Look, I'm up for the bants, I'm up for the, the Mickey take, and I'm up for all the fun side of it. But at the end of the day, now me and Trachi are here to kind of give up our time to to help you as players. We're the coaches, managers now. Um, you know, you're not going to like everything we say. And there has been times when players haven't liked everything we've said. And we've had I've had conversations with with players in in the group chat personally, over the phone, through text, whatever it is, where you're kind of having that difficult, awkward conversation. And I've never had to worry about that before. And I know Trachi's had that conversation as well more times than me because so I'm just I'm just the assistant. Um you're much more than that, mate. Much, much more. Thanks. <laughs> a lot. Um but yeah it's it's different in a sense that it's it's not just a case of rocking up, chucking me gloves on, playing for 90 minutes and having a point after the game. Like we just said it then before we started recording, that saying win or lose on the booze. As a player I was well up for that. Win or lose on the booze, we're going to have a beer, going to have a sausage sandwich, bang the luck well, loved it, right? Now, as 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 the assistant manager, as the coach, that that sort of attitude don't really fly now. Do you know what I mean? And I've kind of surprised myself because when when me and Trutchy 
came back, I probably still had a bit of the win or lose on the booze mentality. Yeah. But as soon as you then get involved and you know you 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 have the the chats with the players and the other managers and you look at the table and think actually if we take this a bit seriously and we kind of yeah we still have a laugh yeah we still go for a point but actually we want to win we don't want that losing mentality. Yeah. And I I think if I'm being honest I think they're. Not necessarily a loser mentality in Wessex. I didn't think there was that, but I think there was definitely a mentality of winner lose on the booze. And I think that is slowly starting to change now. Um, we haven't had brilliant results, which I think has also put a damper on it. But you are starting to see, I think we are starting to see a shift in the attitude, which I think going forward will definitely lead to good results. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with you there because in terms of, you know the win or lose on the booze mentality. It's always it's always good when you're winning, but yeah, then yeah. when you when you start losing or you don't get the results, the booze then becomes kind of like almost like a scapegoat. It's like oh, we've lost. At least we can get you know on it. Or we've lost. Is it because we're just thinking about after? Yeah, definitely. You no, know? but that's yeah, and like even like when you when we, when you do lose, obviously with COVID and stuff, it's been different, but. You lose a game of football. I'm still game for going and having a drink after the game, but I think what the, the difference is when you go into the go into the bar after the game after you've lost five nil and you have a point and you don't discuss the game. All you're talking about is what you're doing tomorrow and the next day. I don't agree with that. I think if you, you go into the bar, you have a point, do whatever. But you know, at that point, that's when you can you can sit down. Every it's fresh in the memory. Everyone's there. You can have that discussion about you know what went wrong. You know, what did you as players not do? What did us as coaches not do? What did we not see? What did we not change? What did we pick that was wrong? Do you know what I mean? And so definitely sit down and have a beer. Definitely, 100%. I'm well up for that. But I think it's it's the way you do it is definitely going to affect how the club is seen. And I think Wessex wants to be seen as a, a decent club, which is uh, well run and gets good results. And I think that is seen just as much in the bar after the game than it is on the pitch for 90 minutes, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's definitely a healthy, it's a healthy discussion, isn't it? You, you sit down with a pint with the lads and you just talk about the game. You talk about what went, what went wrong, what went well. And it's just kind of like a, a good way of, especially if you've lost, it's a good way of overcoming that loss. I, I, don't know, I, I don't know about you, but I still struggle to lose. I want. I still want to win. That's, that's yeah, the, definitely, definitely. Um, and I, I think you, know, you all know this, obviously, playing and managing the first team is when you lose as a player, it is annoying. You don't like, you never like losing, you, you know, but when you've been responsible for picking that team and you know what it's like at Wessex, we, what have we got, like 69 players signed on? We can only pick 22 every week with three or four subs, whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've got to justify to potentially 20 players that haven't been picked you know we've gone and lost they haven't been involved but then the players are then having a laugh and a joke about it and not really caring you know we've we've I think that's the side of it which is changing my mentality is then how can we kind of look at those players that haven't been picked and say yeah we haven't picked you this week um but the lads that we did pick were you know they lost today but they're having a laugh in the bar now do you mm-hmm. know what I mean it, you've got a kind of I look at it from that point of view as well is the whole 90 minutes and everything out before after during the game it's just as much about justifying to those players that haven't been picked to the sort of 
justifying the players that have been picked, if you know what I mean. So, yes, I think it's, it's definitely a, a culture that Wessex needs to improve on a little bit. It's definitely, you definitely have to find the balance, especially from a managerial point of view. It's completely different to when, like you said, completely different to when you play. And in terms of, you just need to find the right balance. And once you find the right balance, you know, the rewards, you will reap the rewards afterwards. But the balance isn't always easy to get. That's that's the issue. Yeah, definitely. But I think it's coming. I, I like I said, I I've definitely seen a, a shift in a shift in that that behaviour, and I, I I do think it's going in the right direction, definitely. And I, I, you know, every every player and every manager in charge of every club in in the country is going to say it, but I can only see the club going in 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 one direction. That is, you know, up. Um, I think we've brought in some very good players to add to the, the players that were there already. Like I said, that attitude is, I, I think personally, it's changing and getting much better. Um, and I think there's that, you know, you can only see big things for the club um, over the next couple of seasons. Uh, and I think I think it is all going in the right direction. Yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing for it as well, to be fair. I just, I just can't wait to get back on a pitch. Uh, but I guess... Not, that. <laughs> not for a while. Um, so anyway, mate, so who, who, would, who would you say was your favourite player to, we'll say play with, we can go with your favourite player to you've coached, but we'll go with play with first. There's probably a lot more, I would reckon. Favourite player I've played with? There's so many. There's so, I mean, you look at, you look at the sort of the players that were at the club when I come to play. So, I mean, you add, you know, the, the stalwarts, Hooper, Trucci, Stens, Chrissy Bart, Scotty Harris, there's so many. Um, but I, it's so hard to pick. I think if I was to nail down my favourite player, just because I think at his age at the time, um, he was phenomenal. He didn't, he was, you know, 16, 17, 18 at the time, didn't play like that, played like a 25, 26 year old, just had everything you wanted to see in a young centre half, but just played, he played like he'd been playing there for 20 years, and it was Lonnie Coles. Um, and if the transfer rumour mill is right, um, I believe you know there there have been prim- pr- pr- preliminary discussions. I've heard um, I've heard a lot of good things. I won't lie. Yeah, for a return. To, I mean, Lonnie's the sort of player that if if he, I, I, from what I believe, he hasn't played football for a number of years. But if he was to come back and play like he played when he did sort of all those years ago, he would be a fantastic asset to the club. Be brilliant. And I think I, I think the reason he's up there with one of my favourites is because, like I said, he was only 16, 17. And as, as a goalkeeper, you know, all you want to see from the, the lads in front of you is, is commitment. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think from a, a lad of his age, he played like he'd been playing there for 20 years and you know, he, he'd never miss a tackle. If, if somebody was thinking about outrunning him, they, he wouldn't let him. He was just strong, fast, so, I mean, in, you look at, as a goalkeeper, my job is then 50% easier because mm. you've got a player like that in front of you. And I think what, what confines it and puts him, don't get me wrong, there are other centre-halves that, played, that I've played with it at, um, at West Ham. You, know, you look at Stens, Flay, sort of the more experienced ones that were just as good. I'm not saying Lonnie was any better than them, but the fact that he was 20 years younger... yeah. Do you know what I mean? For me, that is, he was a great player. And I think he, if we could get him back, and this is obviously a bit of a sales pitch if he's listening, um, 
he would definitely improve the team. And I think he's definitely up there with one of the top defenders I've ever played with. Definitely. Well, you hear that, Lonnie? You've got to come back now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, hopefully this is being broadcast in Australia, so we can get him get him to listen. <laughs> so you said you said your best player that you played with, but how about you know this might be more of a recent one, but the best player that you coached? So, well, yeah, yeah, it's definitely like I said, this this is the first time I've ever really done any form of co- uh, coaching. Um, in in terms of you know it training and stuff, I've I've obviously concentrated on the goalkeepers. Um, obviously, being a goalkeeper for the last twenty odd years, it makes sense. I'm not going to teach. I'm not going to. I'm not going to take the strikers finishing, am I? Do you know what I mean? So, mm. I think you look at all the goalkeepers at the club. So you, you Ross, uh, that was there at the start of the season. I think he. I think if he'd have stuck about, he'd have he'd have been a good addition to the team. Um, obviously, there was that. You know, at the start of the season, we've only got two teams, but we had three goalkeepers. So I perfectly understandable why you wanted to move on, but I think he was a very good, potentially very good goalkeeper. Um, and then you look at the three we got now: Ben, Alex, uh, and Tej. I think all three of them have got their own strengths, and they'll obviously all tell you they've all got their own weaknesses as well. So none of them are kind of. Um, they're all completely different. They are. They're, they're, wow, it's, it's weird. Different. You kind of you look at a goalkeeper and you think. He's only got to save the shots, hasn't he? Like, do you mm. know what I mean? But they are literally all they are all different, and they've all got strengths and they've all got weaknesses, like you said. But they are three completely different goalkeepers, and it's something I've never really seen before. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, and I think it's a massive, massive shame that we haven't got an A team because when Ben comes back from his injury, or I'm I'm assuming after COVID it will be fit anyway. Mm-hmm. But one of them is going to miss out, and I think they. I think it's a massive shame that one of them is going to miss out because they are three very good keepers. Um, but I think out of the three of them, um, like I said, Alex has been around the club for years and years and years, and it's. I think it's good to to kind of be involved in helping him out after sort of. He, I think he was at the club. I'm sure he was at the club when I first joined. I think he was, the reserve keeper, mm. when I first joined, um, and then we. I think the, the second season, I think we swapped. So I went to the reserves, he went to the thirds. No promotion. Yeah, not 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 that I'm making a big deal out of that. Um Tej, I think, has come in and, and from what I from what I understand, he's he's always kind of played handball, I think, hasn't he, or something? Yeah, he plays that at uni. Yeah. So in the air, Tej is fantastic. You know, I pl- I played I, I did a little drill the other week with the three of them in goal and I was whipping in crosses and corners and stuff and it was who could get to the ball first and win the ball. And, and Tej was just light years ahead. Do you know what I mean, he was up about so long. His arms were so long, so strong. Um, but I kind of alluded to it earlier. Ben, I think, has the potential to, to play at a very decent standard. Um, you just look at, look at the way he moves and the way that he uses his body as a goalkeeper at his age. I think potentially, like I said, he's he's going to be very good, and I, I, it's been it's been nice to to kind of to work with somebody of that age with that much potential because he I, he's going to go well above anything I could ever sort of coach into him if if you know what I mean. I'm um, worried. I'm worried if I'm honest. Not, mate, I'll, I'll not, be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like I said, it's a massive shame that he got injured when he did. I think if knuckling down and, and playing well week in, week out. And I, 
you know, I've, I've spoken to him, so it's, it's no secret. There are one or two things that I want to see him improve on. And I've told him that. He, he, he might have forgot what they are now. He's been sat on his ass for the last six months. But there are one or two things I definitely want to see him improve on. But I'm worried, as a Wessex man, that the second we're playing, and we're playing regularly, I think if, if a club, you know, up in the county divisions and things like that, see him play and, and take an interest and come and watch him regularly, I have no doubt, no doubt at all, especially at his age, that they'll take him, they'll want him, 100%. Um, for any West, any county clubs that are watching now, he broke his leg and he's out of action, so he didn't come and watch him. Um, he's out of action for the next, like, five yeah, years. I think he's, he's, doctors have told him two seasons at least. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, to be fair to him, I, at a club like Wessex, you obviously want to see the best players at Wessex, obviously you do. Mm. But I think for somebody with the potential that he's got, I think he could definitely go on to play at a, a really decent standard. And I think, I like, like you said, I'd, I'd be worried that he eventually, not yet, like I said, I think he's definitely got areas that he needs to improve on that I think some clubs would look at and say they haven't got time to work on those sorts of things. But if he can yeah. work on them and he can improve um, in one or two little areas, I definitely think he's, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. And in terms of being involved in coaching him and helping him out on that sort of journey if you like I think he's he's definitely my the best player the best goalkeeper that I've coached bearing in mind there's only been three so <laughs> that's a big accolade that one then yeah so there's that first second and further nailed on <laughs> yeah well, one for the future then isn't he one for the future definitely but yeah not for two or three seasons at least yeah maybe even four <laughs> <We've> yeah. <booked> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, lovely mate lovely so um what would you say would has been throughout your your first tenure, your second tenure? Um, what's been your best moment at Wessex? If you had to nail down like one moment that you just think, yeah, that was that was a great time, a great memory. What would you say if I asked you that? See, this this is the thing, and I often talk to him about it. Um, there's not one particular moment. It's more of a person. My favourite person at Wessex. Um, and it's 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 Trutchy, you know. I, I don't want to seem like his little Aww. his little sort of sidekick, but what I mean by that is not him as a bloke because he's a bit of an idiot. But his the the I don't think we've seen it yet. But the Trutchy outbursts, and I mm. don't know if you've seen one, but he has these little moments of just pure Trutchyisms that no, you can't even see them coming, and it's. There are three or four that kind of stick out in my head. Uh, there, there's there's one Wessex tradition is halftime. You, you get a bag of Harry Bows. Everyone sort of digs in. And before the manager's had the chance to, to give his two pence worth, everyone's three or four sweets deep. And there's, I can't remember. Trutchy will probably have this written down somewhere. He'll probably have the match report from the oh, game. absolutely. Um, in fact, I think we've had the conversation recently and he has got the match report. Um, halftime, we were losing. I don't know what the score was, but we weren't playing very well. And somebody's reached to pick pick up the um, the bag of sweets and he's just grabbed them and just kicked them everywhere. And he's just gone flying, just Harry Bow going everywhere on his football pitch. And he's just launched into one of his, one of his tirades. Um, there's that one. There's, there's another one where um, defensively, I'm guessing we weren't playing very well. So he's, he's grabbed the ball and he's booted the ball and he's just shouted at the top of his, his voice, if it comes in, F it out. <laughs> See, it nice, nice. And, and, and everyone's just looking at him and laughing. Um, 
I mean, there's a there's a few like that, but if I got my absolute best moment is my absolute best Trutchy moment. Um, it's from my my debut when I, I first played all those years ago. Um, I don't know if this is a well-known thing about Trutchy, right? And he'll probably hate me for telling you. Well, it will be now. It, will, it definitely will be now, especially with our six listeners. Of course. Um, Trutchy doesn't like turning left, right? Doesn't like turning anti-clockwise. He's he's, he's a bit bit strange, right? Yeah. Um, so you'll see it, right? If you ever if you ever see Trutchy have to go to the left, it will kind of it will make out that something's happening to the right, and then go all the way round. We used to see it in work where he'd walk up the stairs and say the office was on the left-hand side. He'd do a full circle round to the right-hand side, like survey the area and go into the office on the left. And everyone kind of knew this and it was, it was, a, it was a bit of a joke. But obviously, coming to play football, the first time I played, seen him play football, obviously thought he's going to have to turn left during the game. He must do. And it was on my debut and I remember it was sort of coming towards the end of the game and I, I think he was playing centre-half. Um and he's kind of gone for a bit of a 50-50, which, if I'm being honest, it was probably a 70-30 in, in Trutchy's favour. But the ball's been knocked slightly to his left. So all he had to do was kind of turn, put a foot out, and he'd, he'd have won the ball and he'd, he'd have been gone. But li- like literally, you couldn't write it. He's turned the entire way round, spun his entire body round, and just done this swinging karate kick because he couldn't see where the ball was going. Right, completely round to the right and just wipe this player out. This player's got the ball because Trutchy's taken about 10 minutes to turn. And he's just wiped this player out. And you can see the ref, like he's kind of gone, like, why has he done that? Like the ball was there to be won. And he's just sort of done this crappy kick, kick, kung fu kick. And you know what, he just jumps out. Oh, ref, sorry, ref. Yeah, no, he didn't know what he was doing. He got away from me and he just kind of turned around and gave him a wink and somehow got away. And I just stood in goal like... And you play centre half and not you can't turn left. What's wrong with you? So everybody at Wessex, keep an eye on it. You have Watch to now. Watch the way he turns. Watch the way he turns. That's all you're gonna see. You're just focusing on Trotchy and him turning. Definitely. Right. Mate, always always show him show him left, because if you show him left, he can't he won't tackle you. you. And if he does, if if you do ever manage to get him to do it, keep an eye out, because within five or ten minutes, it'll it'll stand still and he'll turn the other way or like unwind himself. He'll keep tracking his head of how many times he's turned left and he'll unwind himself. It's so funny. It is hilarious. Well, you heard it first. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So every, every, everybody pay attention. So as, I mean, as in terms of my favourite Wessex moment, there's so many trutchy moments, but that for me... Trutchyism. Just, a trutchyism. A trutchyism. Yeah, and that's that's the top one. Definitely the top one. All right. Well, well to flip it, if I had to pry you for an answer, what would be, what's your, what's your worst? What what's your what's worst, worst memory at Wessex? Um, big oh, see, I really should have thought about this before, <laughs> shouldn't I? Um, worst memory. I don't I don't really have any bad memories of Wessex. Um, other than you know that that last season we we should have won that we should have won the league, hands down we should have won the league and it kind of all fell apart. Um, gosh. I suppose, ah, that's probably, it's not really a bad memory. It's more of a frustrating memory. Mm. Yeah. We were in, we were in the cup and I think this might've been before Trachi's time, as in, I think he'd, he'd stopped playing, but I think um, Bex was still the manager. Jay, Jay Yearsley was still the manager. And we'd got to the cup, whatever round it was. Um, and I can't remember the score, but we'd drawn the game. We got to a penalty shootout. 
And I'm one of those keepers. I will always back myself in a penalty shootout. Yeah. I, I don't. I've no idea what my my conceded to save ratio is for penalties, but I go out there and say it's probably pretty good. It's it's, it's going to be up there. Um. So I love a penalty shootout. And I think what makes this so frustrating is it, is it actually happened to me twice. It's happened to me once at Wessex and then a couple of years later at Cribs um, when I was playing for them. But we got to the penalty shootout and in that penalty shootout, I saved three penalties, right? Mm. We still lost. <laughs> we still lost. We lost the penalty shootout where I saved three penalties. Um, and I think what makes things worse is I don't think their keeper saved any. I think you just missed, you're, they just yes. missed them. Yeah, it was like bar, crossbar, uh, post, <clears> wide, and I remember like a, like saving the penalties and and going yeah like we're going to score now at the bar, save another one, save at the post, save and it and I just sitting there after and I think even their key their team came up to me and was like yeah lucky mate but that was that's but you wanted to step up at that point. It, yeah, I did. I did. I, I think I would have as well, and I, I, I would have definitely hit the target at least, like smashing it over the bar and all the rest of it. And I think, I think that's probably, that's definitely as close to a bad memory as I can get. I, I don't really have any. I think it's all, it's all good memories with Wessex, mm. and I think that's one of the reasons I, I wanted to come back. You know, I've, I've played for so many clubs in, in, in my time because I. I've never really been able to commit to playing just because of what I've always done for work. Yeah. So I've always just played. I've, anyone need a keeper this weekend? Yeah, I'll go play there. Yeah, go play there. But Wessex is always, even up to the end of last season when there was no inclination of us coming back at all, Wessex is the only team whose, whose results I still look for on on the kind of the FA website or wherever it is. Um, so, yeah, there's no bad memories. It's just, yeah, that's probably the most frustrating. To go and save three penalties in a penalty shootout, still go out, and then it must have been two or three seasons later, the same thing happened where I saved three penalties in a penalty shootout. We still lost. And I think that was like a, a quarterfinal or a semifinal or something like that, one of the cups. So, yeah, you can't get much more frustrating than that. I think. They, they, they clearly don't deserve you, Ron. The amount exactly. You've yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, and I... I can remember one of them that I think it was, it must have been the third penalty for, for Wessex. It was one, it was like right down in the corner, but I think I'd almost tripped. I tripped over and still I like got to it. Um, and I remember looking at Bex and just looking at him and, and thinking, like, if we miss again and we lose this penalty shootout because I you lot are rubbish, I'm, I'm not even going to bother with the next one. I'm just going to stand in the middle. Um, but yeah, I think then we missed, and that was it. We lost. We lost a penalty shootout. So yeah, what bad memory thing? then. I guess that is kind of like a bad memory, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah, it, it, like I said, it's as close to a bad memory as I can get. Um, everything else is 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 all good with Wessex. I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. So aside from Trutchy's Trutchyisms uh, and all that that kind of that gaff, what? What made you want to, you know, re- rejoin Wessex as his assistant manager? Like, what, what, you know, drew you to the idea of it when he kind of picked up the, he picked up the phone. And he was like, right, Ron, we're back. Let's go. Yeah, definitely. It's like that saying it when when uh, Harry Redknapp goes yeah. and gets a band back together, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and the boys um, back. I think to be honest, when he when he phoned me, he he, I think he was he was more after me coming and playing, um, mm. and straight away it was not interested in playing, but. There's always been a bit of me, I think, that has been interested in the coaching side of it. Like there always has been, but it's 
it's never really been anything that I've ever, again, through work and stuff, I've ever really had the time or the, or the, the commitment to do. Mm. So when he phoned me and said about playing, straight away it was a no. Um, but I pretty much said, you know, I will more than happily, if, if, if you go back as manager, I will more than happily go and come and watch and kind of give my opinion. And that conversation then led to being his assistant or coach or whatever it was. Um, and I think as soon as that was kind of mentioned, I was like, do you know what? I, I, yeah, I'd love to. And I think the reason I did it with Trutchy at Wessex is, again, Wessex has always been my favourite club I've ever played for. Um, Trutchy being, you know, one of my top muckers. If I'm being honest, I think if it, if it was any other person with any other club, I probably wouldn't have even batted an eyelid. I, w- I don't think I'd have been interested at all, but... You know, I, I know what a good laugh Trutchy is. I mean, I know what a, a top bloke he is, but I also know how much he, how you've seen it, how much detail in, mm. and precision he puts yeah. into his football. So for me to be his assistant would be, literally, it's just me turning up to watch a game of football, giving my opinion. And I think because I know we share the same sort of views on football and the same sort of, likes and dislikes when it comes to players formations and, and etc I, I think it was it was an easy choice to make like a, so for those three reasons really one he's he's you know he's one of my best mates two i love wessex it's, it's my favorite club that i've ever played for mm. and three i think knowing that it was with trutchy it would be both fun and you know you can take it seriously to a point where it's not over the top but you can you can still have a laugh of it but still waiting for the same results. And I think in the, I don't even know how long it is now, COVID messes you up, then it with the couple of months we've been doing it. Yeah. I think we've agreed on pretty much everything. You know, when what when we've changed the formation, when we've picked the team, when we've played players out of position, I think there's been one or two occasions where he'll, so basically he'll send me his team and is what he's got in mind for that game, and I'll say, well, why have you done this, or what about this? And then he'll, he'll either say, yeah, okay, well, we'll try that, or he'll say, well, I wanted to do it like this because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And then straight away, I'm going, yeah, that's I agree with that. So, I mean, we've, there's there's been nothing we haven't agreed with, if that makes sense. Um, so I think just all that combined, I think it, it was just an easy decision to make. Trachi, Wessex, football, you know that. For those three reasons, I think it was an easy decision. Any other person, any other team, I don't think I'd have I'd have given up my time for it. If I'm being honest, it holds a special place in your heart. Those he three. He does. Players. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know why he does because he's an absolute idiot. Um, yeah. but he's he's our idiot. Do you know what exactly. I mean? He's our idiot, and I wouldn't have him any other way. Maybe I wouldn't. I'd get him to stop sniffing so much. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, yeah, I, I and hacking up those massive coughs of phlegm that he does out. Yeah, and yeah, I've, I've been a few times where he's done that right in my ear when we're still on the touchline. I just like makes me feel sick. <laughs> you but, hear yeah. it from the bottom of his throat. Just yeah, it, it travels such a lot. You can you can hear it like as it ugh, horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Other than that, yeah, great it. lad. But yeah, yeah, get rid of get rid of that mucus bucket he got in his neck, and he'd be sound. <clears throat> Lovely. So, um, so seeing as, you know, this is your, you know, COVID's kind of put a stop to everything and, well, so far, and it's been a very stop and start season, um, kind of post COVID, what would you say your 
do you do you have a, like a three like a year plan for Wessex? Do you have any ambitions for the club? Like talk us through what what a three year potentially max period you have in mind if you do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I, I think everybody involved in any football club is going to have ambition. Um, and I think you're right. I think this season, the COVID season, for want of a better phrase, I think I personally, like we had the conversation yesterday about the email from the league about what you know we all want to do and et cetera, et cetera. I don't see this, this season finishing. I think it will get to a point, you know, we're in February now. If we get to the end of February and the league or the, the, the lockdown is postponed another couple of weeks, you know, you get to the middle of March, end of March, mm-hmm. you ain't going to finish the season. You know, some teams have only played six or seven games. Yeah. Um, I think we've, we've been a bit fortunate in that we've probably, we've played, we've played <clears throat> 10 or 11, haven't we, in the reserves. So yeah. We've pretty much played half of our season um, and it's not gone how we wanted. Um, but so you know, I, I do get a feeling that, this season will be written off. And it, I think it, it kind of pains me to say it, but I think that's probably a good thing in terms of how our season's gone, because I think we can just write it off as an experience and and look to next season and, and sort of build. I think we, we kind of, we, we find out a lot of things about a lot of people. And I think there are, there are one or two things we need to do to improve. And I think if we can just kind of crack on with that for next season now, I think it would kind of be a good thing. Um, but in terms of like a three-year plan, it's hard to say because you look at the divisions that we're in, we're in division three. Mm-hmm. I can't see division two being any different. Maybe division one is probably going to be a little bit more quality in the league. Um, but I think mine and Trucci's view on it this season was we wanted to win the league. There's, there's no... There's no, we'll, we'll play for top four. Or, you know, we're not the Premier League. You, you you win or you're also runs. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, so I think we wanted to win the league. That's obviously not going to happen. I think if the season was to finish the season, we're not going to win the league. Um, but for next season and the season after, you know, if we can, if we can get the team we've put together for this season, add one or two bits of quality, then I see no reason why next season we shouldn't be challenging for the title definitely not even challenging I'd I'd go as far as to say we want to just go and win it Um, and then going up and I think Trachi pretty much said the same thing last week was once we go up to division two why not go for the league again you look at Whitchurch who are sat at the top of division two at the moment I don't think they've lost a game this year they won division three last season so they've gone straight up and they've they've won the league with the same team so it's doable and I think we we are kind of on the verge of putting together a really good team and given a bit of consistency and a, a bit of kind of a lot less chopping and changing, which I think we've done a lot of this season. Yeah. If we can get a, a good settled team together, then we want to win the league. Simple as that. And next season, win the league again. Um, I think we've, we've. I don't think they, they haven't done any cup competitions this year, have they? But once everything <coughs> gets back to normal, if you like, you know, there's no reason why we shouldn't be looking at challenging on on all fronts, and I know that's that's going to be the response to that question for every team in every league. But I generally think we've got the foundations of the of the team at Wessex that can go and do that, a hundred percent. Yeah, you've got to set your targets high, really, haven't you? Because if you if you set them low, 
you know, there's not going to be that drive. There's not going to be that determination as much if you have a set target of, oh, let's aim as high as we can. Definitely. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the club comes together, the teams come together and you, you go for, a, you know, the top goal. Um, it's just whether it, whether it pans out and whether COVID lets us. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's no point in, you know, you look at the, the, the sort of the level we're playing football at, Bristol Suburban Division 3, what is the point in having the ambition to finish mid-table. What is the point in that? To not get relegated. What is the point yeah. in that? You know, I think last season, the reserves, I think they just scraped staying in the league. Yeah. I think. That, that's about right, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so why why just aim for that again? Why aim to, instead of finishing 10th, finish 8th? What's the point in that? Go for it, it? Go for the league. Did like, the standard of the league isn't amazing. I know we haven't had a brilliant season, um, so it's kind of a bit contradictory to where we are in the table, but there's no reason why we shouldn't be looking to to win the league. No reason at all. And I think anybody that... I, again, I think this is a, an attitude thing. Anybody that doesn't believe we can do that, I don't think there's space for them in the reserves or the first team because I know the first share the ambition that they want to go and win their league mm-hmm. and they were having a, a better season than us. If you're not playing and giving 100% to go and win the game, to ultimately win the league, and you don't think we can do that, then why why play? Go go in, go and pick a team in, in the division below or, or on a Sunday. Go play with your mates. I've I got nothing against that if that's what you want to do. Brilliant. That's that's all I did for the entire time I played football. But I can tell you now, I regret not taking football more seriously because I could have played it a much better standard. I could have gone in one thing, but I didn't because I never took it seriously. So now as a as a coach, I want to take it seriously. I want players to take it seriously. And I think to do that, you can then look at challenging for the league, 100%. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's all about mindset as well, isn't it, really? Especially as a, as a coach coming in. If you can instill your mindset onto this group of players and they achieve something, you are responsible, partially responsible for that success. You know, and that's Definitely, yeah. a massive yeah. thing. That's a massive thing for a coach. It's a massive thing for, you know, for players. 100%. Yeah. And I, I think this, I think as, as a, a management team, if you like, you know, you, yourself, Tom, Nick, I think we've, we've all got that same ambition and that same drive to do it. So all we want is the players to, to want it as well. And I think the players that want it and the players that come along with us and get on board with it, then nothing nothing will get in our way, I don't think. Sound like Power Rangers. <laughs> it does. It does sound a little bit. I won't get, I'll give you that. <laughs> um, right. So to move on to more of like a, I guess, like a personality trait, a character kind of trait in terms of players, what makes someone... a you know, a top run player. What what you know attributes do they have to have for you to go? That's you know, he's a top player. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one. Um, you know, because I'm I'm still kind of getting out of my my goalkeeper mindset, if you like, um, and trying to get into that that coaching management type of mindset. Um, but I think as as a as a keeper as a player. And into my early days as a coach, if you like, I think for me, it's all about commitment. And I don't mean commitment in that I'm going to be at training every week and I'm going to turn up on time. I mean, commitment to the bloke next to you. I mean, commitment to the challenge. So commitment to 
to winning that ball and, and making that extra run. Do you know what I mean? And putting yeah. in 110% every minute of every game of every week and doing that in training and on a Saturday. Um, for me, you look at a player and, you know, you would go and say that every player should go and win a 50-50, right? If a 50-50 is there to be won, you should be winning it. No, you should be winning a 70-30. If you've only got 30% chance of winning that ball, show me the commitment to win that 30% ball. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Go above 50-50s, everybody can win a 50-50. My nan can win a 50-50. Go and win that 70-30. When you're the underdog and when somebody's in a better position than you, beat them to it. Be more committed than them. Because I... That's what wins you games at this standard. I think you could you could probably have a team of of players that ability wise are the best in the league. You got you got ten you got ten Ronaldo's running around, but if they've only got the commitment of I don't know a Nile Ranger, mm. what good's that? They they ain't gonna win anything because they're gonna walk around the pitch thinking they own the the, the ball's gonna come to them. They're gonna score a goal. They're gonna do. They don't care. You, you, then give me a, a team of Philip Neville's, Gary Neville, someone like that, someone who ain't the best footballer in the world, whose ability is nowhere, but the commitment they've got to go and win and be successful is 100 times higher than anybody else around them. They're the ones that are going to go and win. Do you know what I mean, I, I think for me, if you don't show that commitment, I'm not interested in step overs and, and flicks and, and 40, 50 yard balls. I'm not interested. Show me the show me the heart to play for the badge. You know what I mean? It's whether you play for, for Man United or Wessex, you've got to fight for that shirt. Do you know what I mean? You've and like we we said earlier, there 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 may be 10, 12 players on the weekend that don't get picked. Mm. So you've got to deserve to get in that shirt. Do you know what I mean? If and if, no. if you're not showing it and you're not committed to it, then I'm not interested because I'm I'm not giving up a Saturday that I could be playing with my kids or, or going out or doing something with the wife or the wife. Sure. Um doing something with somebody somewhere. Um to for you to not turn up and give me a hundred percent, I'm not interested. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm I'm turning up all right. Granted, I missed the first couple of weeks of the season for some for another reason. Mm. Um, but when I'm there, you won't find anyone more committed than me. So I mean, it's I, people work, people have got families. I get that. So everybody knows there are going to be times that you can't come or you might be late or or whatever. Understandable, totally understandable. But when you're there, you're there. So I mean, and if you ain't, then. I'm not interested. Not, it does sound really basic, doesn't it? When you when you put it like that, it's, it really is back to basics in terms of attitude and commitment. But they are Definitely. they are so integral to to playing football and being part of a club, and you know that team cohesion. You know it all bands together really well. And if you 100%. know as a teammate, you see someone is being committed and their attitude's right, you will then do the same because you know that that works and the team works well together. It's, it really does have some yeah. kind of like a domino effect. Yeah, of course it does. Like, like you said, if 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 you're playing, like you you'll you know as a centre half, centre midfielder, if if the player in front of you has just let a player walk round them, then your head drops straight away. I know you're probably not a good example of that because I know how committed you are when you play. 
but there are players that if they see that in front of them, they then won't make that challenge. Mm. So for me, if if you're not 100% committed or 110% committed, then that is going to drain off to other people. It's going to drag other people down. So vice yeah. versa, like you said, if if you see a player go and win that 70-30 and you think, how the hell has he won that? Do you know what I mean? Then when you're then facing the 70-30, you're going to want to win it because after the game, they're not going to be going, oh, did you see that tackle he made? Because you've all done it. Yeah. And then it, be- then it becomes, it doesn't become something special. It becomes the norm. And when something special becomes the norm, that mentality then breeds that mentality, you know what I mean? You, you then bring in a player, this a new player, and they see how committed everybody is around them. They then get that committed. Do you know what I mean? They're not going to... Well, raised. The level's raised as well. Exactly. It goes up a notch. Exactly. It, it raises the whole, the, whole, the whole commitment level of the whole team and, it, and vice versa. If somebody's not committed, it, it lowers it. So I think you have to start high. You have to start with that bar high. And if, if you're not willing to do that, then for me as a player... I'm not. I, I'm not interested because if you're not interested, I'm not interested. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. No. It, it's, it simple, me. it's simple when you put it like that. Um, you put it in about two thousand words. Perfect. You know, <laughs> it works. It works. I'm sure everyone understood and everyone. You know, it. It really is back to basics at times. It's. It's. It's Definitely. crucial. It is crucial. Definitely. Yeah. So this one, I hope we did a little bit of planning for. Um, I want you to tell me and everyone listening, all six, like you said. Um, what is, you know, the, the Aaron Avery best 11? So your 11 yes. players, best 11 players that you have played with or that you, you know, have seen and you, you think they are cream of the crop? Yes. Now this one, I, I, like, I, like I said to you before, the, the questions that we, we had last week, I, I haven't really looked at them all week. But this one I did, I did have a good think about because, like I said, there's so many players that, I could pick, um, but for me, you know, I said to Trotchy after is the team that he put out. It's, it's to be fair, it's not it's not too dissimilar. It's it's a pretty similar team, but I've gone a little bit more banterific than I have yeah. ability wise. But again, like I said, banterific, like yeah. But like I said in the last question about the commitment, these players, some of them are are dog. And I'll tell, and we know this, and they know this, but the commitment they showed was was fantastic. Chrissy Bart's being one of them. He's a shocking player, but what a lad! What a lad! Um, so, in I think in 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 sort of name of fairness, I've excluded all modern day players. I know Trachi put one or two of his in, um, but I, I want to stay impartial. I don't want anyone to yeah. think, you know, favoritism or anything. Um, so I've gone purely old school. Um, so in goal, God, there's only one choice in there. Oh, you only one choice um, is Mike Callan. Because <laughs> um, I didn't, I didn't want to pick myself. Yeah, I think Mike that, Callan, he's in, he's made it. Yeah, I, I didn't, I, I didn't want to pick myself, um, just because, you know, I, I'm sort of big-headed enough as it is. So the more dream teams I get in. The yeah. bigger my head gets, it's getting my own would be like, uh, yeah, like typing Google into Google. <laughs> That's yeah, the first, wanna... team, first team Mike's been in all year, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Well, first team he's been in all decade. Yeah. Um, so I'll definitely put Mike Callan in goal. Um, I think the funniest thing I've ever seen with Mike Callan was there was um, a game where I was running late. I literally, I was on my way to the game 
and the game was kicking off and Trotchy was on the phone going nuts and he had to he basically started Mike and go and I turned up and I I was sure they'd only played about 45 seconds so I was like you know slowly putting my shin pads on and the rest of it Trotchy's already shouting at the ref he wants to make a sub <laughs> so he's taking the mic off after about 45 seconds oh bless him but to be fair kept a clean sheet so, hey, masterstroke, you know I mean? genius. Yeah, clean sheet for Mike. So on that basis, the one game I know Mike's played in goal, clean sheet, 100% record. So yeah, Mike in goal. Nice. Um, I've gone with a flat back four. So um, centre halves, I mean, Lonnie Coles has got to be in there. I said earlier, he's favourite player I've ever played with. Um, strong, athletic, read the game really well. Um so, yeah, he's definitely in there. Uh, a great lad as well. Great lad. Great headbutt. Saw, saw him chuck out an headbutt a few times. Nice. And for, for a lad of his age to be nutting fully grown blokes, it brought a tear to my eye. Do you know what I mean? It made me proud. Um, he's a good lad. Um, next to him, now again, this may raise a few eyebrows because ability-wise, we're probably going to lose on the weekend, especially against Trutchy's team. But this back four... Is is probably my favourite back four of all time. Um, so next to Lonnie, I'm going for a big Sammy Bebs, uh, <laughs> Sam Bevington. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to you're going to know many of these players, Matt. No, I know. Um, I know Sam. Yeah, don't worry. Sam. Yeah, Sam, yeah. Great player. Can play anywhere along the back four. Um, mainly out of necessity to get him in the team, put him yeah. anywhere. You mean he made, he made um, a couple of drives forward the last couple of seasons. He's been bombing forward down the left wing. I think it was at one point. Bombing? Is it you can use the word bombing forward? Bombing forward. Uh, moving forward. Moving forward, yeah. Moving yeah. forward at a pace, snail's pace. Yeah. Um, but it, I, 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 on a serious note, Sam, defensive wise, was a very good player. I think you, I think you'd be, you, know, you look at the likes of Flay, and I didn't play with very much. So, You've got Flay, um, Stens, Dorgs. Again, I didn't really play very much with them. Um, yeah. I was I was always in the reserves. Um, I played a couple of games with the first team, but I I wanted to play with my friends. That's the reason I was at Wessex. So I was always kind of, I didn't ever really want to play for the first. So I wanted to play in the reserves for the likes of, you know, Lonnie and, and Bebs and, and Hooper and that. So for me... Those two, Lonnie for his pure excellence and Sammy Bebs for his banter, and my centre half pairing. Um, no, that's a good, good little pair. That. I, and to be fair, now that I'm saying it, it's not actually a, a bad centre half pairing. I think it's a decent team. To be fair, um, on the right <laughs> is is the one and only Chrissy Bartz. Definitely, he goes in there at right back um, for no other reason that he's um, great, great lad, and also something like that. Great lad, but also, you know, a good player. Great player going forward. Great defensively. Great throw-in. Trutchy, Trutchy was always, you know, happy with a throw-in. And I think Bartz is is a good good asset for that. Could have a long one. Mm-hmm. Um, and left-back, to complete my my banter back four, is a, a little Ollie Cleveley. Um, I don't think he was really necessarily ever really played left back very often. I think he was more centre half, right back. But I think to get Chrissy Bartz, Ollie Cleveley, Sammy Bebs, and Lonnie Coles as a back four, 
you know what? The more I say that, it's it's a decent back four. You know, it is a decent back four. It's not very much pace, um, other than Lonnie, but there's a lot of experience there. I, mean, I think that experience. And you got banner. And you got banner. You've got you've got banner. Like that's that's own goals galore. That is. I think. <laughs> I don't think we need to worry about the other team. It's I think Chrissy and Ollie and. Definitely, Sammy Bebs are, are sticking a few past me. Um, so that's my back four. I got, yeah, actually, no, no, that I think about it. I'd could be, be happy with that. Could yeah, it could, could be a lot worse. We could have Mike Callan at left back. You imagine um, that. Yeah, luckily he's in goal, so he's out of the way. For 45 seconds and then... Yeah, clean sheet, and then, yeah. then I'll bring myself on, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, back four. Um, yeah, Cleveley, Coles, Bebs and Bartz. I think that's that's classic. That is um, midfield wise. I I was um and an iron of this. I couldn't think. I couldn't make my mind up about going with the classic four four two, which is what you know when when Bex was was in charge. I think we pretty much played a four four two. We'll go with the kind of the modern day four three three with you know is how we like to play. Yeah. Um, I did I did actually pick two different teams, slightly different teams. But in the end, I settled with the four-three-three, um, just because it allowed me to to get in a few players that I think deserve to be there. Um, and again, I look at this midfield, and as I wrote the midfield, I was thinking a bit dodgy. Um, but now that I look at it, it's it's actually not bad in their prime. I think this would have been a very good midfield. Um, right. So That's sitting it. in sitting in is the kind <laughs> of the, the the CDM. As much as I hate that saying, um, it's got to be Trucci. Got to be Trotchy. Oh. He's got to be in there. Big guy um, coming in. Yeah, he's definitely in there. I think he would argue that he's he's more of a centre back, um, but I'd put him in there just for his his bite. And I, you know, I talk about the the commitment that you want from players. I think that's in abundance in that back four. Definitely in abundance in that back four. And then I think Trotchy is definitely giving you one hundred and ten percent, even if he's got to go. All the way around in a circle to get there, he does give it to you. And I think he's he's got he's a football man in his head. He's, he's got no no pace, um, not really got much passing ability, but he loves to tackle and, and he'll he'll get a foot in and, and he'll he'll fight to the death for for the team. So Trutch's in there as my holding midfielder. Um, my two in my two in the middle. Um, I'm going as my. My kind of my number ten, my my more creative midfielder, um, and I think he was in Trucci's team as well. Is is the one and only Scotty Harrison? Um, I think Trucci put it perfectly last week. You look at him, and you don't think footballer. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You, you just don't, you don't have that that look about him. But what a player! What a player he was. He, he'd. He'd give you simple little pass and go movements, um, or he'd spray a ball 20, 30, 40 yards, land on a sixpence. He loved the tackle, loved the challenge, could also bang him, score a few goals, and again, brings that commitment. I think he was captain the season in the third. I'm sure he was captain, um, or at least vice captain, at least. Um, Great player, tidy, tidy player. Had the tendency to lose his head from time to time. There were a couple of unsavoury moments. Mm. Um, but when he was playing, and he was playing at his best, he's a great player. Absolutely great player. Um, so, yeah, he's in there as my kind of creative getting forward. Yeah. Spraying, kind of like your quarterback kind of player. If, if Yeah, just playing like that. 
Um, and next to him, now the funny thing is here, I don't even know this lad's real name. Um, Trucci will tell you his real name. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew him and he was affectionately known around the club as a, a Sammy Kebab. Yes. Um, yes. Remember Sammy? Yeah, I do love, yeah. love Sammy. Um, Wessex Wanderers' first ever international sign-in. I think he <laughs> he needed FA clearance to come and play because I think he played semi-pro in where was it? Where is he from? I'm not going to guess. I'll probably get it horrifically wrong. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't remember it was from, but he he played semi-pro in where wherever it was, and mm. he needed. Yeah, he didn't he need like full international clearance wasn't it so when we, when we signed him it was about three weeks before he was eligible to play um, and again what a player um, he, he didn't play very often didn't play no. very often at all but when he did I think he he, he kind of brought, he, he almost felt like you had like a continental player on your hands so I mean his, his touch the runs he made he'd stick his head on anything he'd, he'd win anything he'd win the ball he'd, yeah, he'd, he'd, head, he'd head the ball if it was on the floor do you know what I mean and he also brought that that little argumentative little kind of bitch at every decision that the ref gave, and it was it was kind of comedy gold. But also, actually, he was he was a good player. Um, yeah. And on top of that, you know, we called him Sammy Kebab because he had a kebab shop, and he made his own naan breads and chili sauce, and it was absolutely superb. Um, and I think I went in there a few times and got got a free kebab off of him. So. Just for that alone, it's all worth it. <laughs> he's in it. He's he's in he's in the team just for that. Um, so yeah, midfield free of Trucci holding Scotty Harrison is as my kind of my playmaker, and then my number eight is doing the, the kind of the enforcing in the middle and and winning the ball and doing that nitty gritty like you said, getting his head on everything, winning the ball, but also bringing that little bit of class to the middle of the park. Yeah, Sammy Kebab is is in there. Um, so Trucci, Scotty, and, and Sammy. Solid that. And again, I, I I think I wrote that down as as thinking, you know, this is more of a banter team. But actually, they don't say it out loud. That's that's a decent midfield, you know. They would give you a go, wouldn't they? They give you. A, yeah, I think a game. all three of them in their prime. I think they'd be pushing for for places in the team now. I think, if I'm being honest, maybe not Trucci, but the other two definitely. They'd definitely be in and about. Um, so yeah, that's my midfield three, um, and then I've gone kind of wingers inside forward. So these are more strikers that can and have played out wide. Yeah. Um, so what I I was struggling to to figure out a, a side for these. Who would go left? Who would go right? And then it was actually listening to Trucci's pod last week that reminded me that this fella from the left scored. Stupid amount of, I think he said 13 goals in nine games, whatever it was. But it's the one and only Neil Thomas, yeah, in, in on the left. Um, he's signed on again this season, yeah. I I, I, has he played yet? I, he yeah, played a game I wasn't there. I think he's played, he played once at Rockley's, yeah, maybe, yeah, definitely. He's definitely played a game, but it, it, it was between night shifts or something, so I don't know if he gave a good account of himself. I wasn't there, but. What a player he was. What a player. I mean, it was the sort of player that you know that turning up to a game, you've already got a goal or two. Mm. You just, his, his legs and his energy, you, you wouldn't see his legs moving. It was like the roadrunner. You would just get the, the little like blurry thing. He'd just be gone and he'd have the ball at his feet and he'd, he'd, he'd do three or four players and then the ball's in the back of the net before you've even really noticed he's got the ball. Um 
phenomenal player. And I think the time I played with him, he was already kind of, I think he might have been like mid-30s. I know he's a few years older than me. I'm 32 now next week. So I think he probably would have been 32, 33 back then. And I think in his prime, I can only imagine how good he would have been. Yeah. Um, but yeah, phenomenal player. Cutting in off the left with his right foot. He just scored for fun. Just absolutely scored for fun. Um, so left-hand side is, is Mr. Neil Thomas. Um, on the right, this is kind of hooking him in a little bit, but I, I couldn't I couldn't not pick him. Um, he, is, he is, again, one of my good muckers. He's the reason I came to Wessex. Um, he's still sort of darkening our doorstep nowadays. He signed back on at the tender age of 49 or whatever he is. Um, <laughs> but Mr. Mark Hooper, um, again... What a player he was. He he he's the one that brought me to the club. I think on my debut, he scored a hat trick, including a, a boise from he'll tell you it was outside the box, but I don't think it was. But it was definitely you could definitely see from back in the goal mouth, yeah. Yeah, it, it yeah. was it was definitely a boise. He wasn't outside the box, he will tell you probably was. But he again he'd score for fun. And I think what made it even more impressive with Hooper is He's only a daddy little thing. I know he's he's got a bit of a daddy belly now, um, but back in the day he was a he was skinny. I mean, there's nothing really to him. But what we used to do was me, Trutch and Hooper. We'd meet up at eleven o'clock in the morning. We'd go at Top Nosh uh, Cafe up in Kingswood, and me and Trutch would have like a sandwich, sausage sandwich, coffee or whatever. And every week, without fail, Hooper would get the mega. The mega breakfast, and it's four of everything: four sausage, bacon, black pudding, chips, whatever, you, whatever you can think of that goes on a breakfast. There was four of each, nice. right? And he'd nail the whole thing. He'd eat the whole thing. He'd be scraping the bean juice up with his bread, the lot, one of them. And then on the way out, he'd get a Mars bar and a, a can of Monster, and we'd drive down there, and he'd have four or five fags. God, put his body through hell, then. Yeah, but then he'd score a hat trick. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He'd, he'd sweat, and he'd, he'd be like, he, he wouldn't even have a bead of sweat on him. He would not be sweating at all. Yeah, he'd done, I, I'd eat a, a sandwich and I'm bloated for the game. I can't do anything. And I'm only in goal. I'm not even running around. <laughs> and then on the way home, nine times out of ten, he'd stop at McDonald's and get a Big Mac meal with five chicken selects. And you kind of look at him like, how have you done all that and still scored like a hat trick today? Do you know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute. Um, but yeah, he was a really good player on his day. And again, he played, I think he played up through the middle. He played on the left a few times. He played on the right. Trutchy alluded to it last week. He's the sort of player where you'd go, oh, I'll play right back today. And he'd, he'd go and play right back and he'd do a job. Centre mid today and he'd go and do a job. Um, and yeah, good good player. And again, great banter. One of the one of the sort of top lads when it comes to, you know, you know, if you're having a beer with him, you're going to have a good laugh. And he is yeah. a really good lad. So Hooper's on the right for me. Um, I don't know if he's he's completely comfortable on the right. I think he likes cutting in on the left, yeah. onto his right foot. But I think Neil just kind of pips him to that. But it, it was close. It was close. Um, so yeah, Roy White Hooper, uh, and up front, I don't know how Trutchy didn't pick him. I cannot understand it for the life of me. But this fella is the only person that can go up front in my team, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and that is Mr. Ben Ginge Francis. Um, I mean, I don't even know what to say about him. He just, he he didn't, like 
like Scotty, but for completely different reasons, he did not look like a footballer. He was, I don't, he was like 15, 16, 17, whatever he was. Scrawny little kind of whippet that you'd think is going to get smashed off the ball and he's not, he's not going to get involved. And you're thinking, how is this bloke, how is this kid playing men's football? Mm. And again, he'd score for fun. Do you know what I mean? He'd, he'd get the ball. I think there was a game once where he, he scored like one or two goals. He'd, he'd come, he'd, he'd turned up and he, he was drunk or stoned or something. I don't know. He was, he was off his head and he was throwing up and he was eating a McDonald's and he threw up everywhere before the game and he's started the game and he scored like, I think he might have even scored a hat-trick at like half time and he's like dying on the, and he's like Trachy I need to come off and Trachy's like oh, fair enough I took him off but the kid was just it was just he was just different gravy he just just scored got, and he, he was always good goals as well there was never mm. it was never tappings he went like a poacher and it just mm. box they would be runs they'd be long shots they'd, they'd be sort of goals from all angles um, and I think a front three of Neil Thomas, Ginge, and and Hooper is just is it's a lot of goals. That it's a lot of goals. I think if we had again, if if Hooper was ten years younger playing now, I think he'd he'd be a real asset to us. Um, but yeah, back in the day, I think it was it would have been about 2012, 2013, something like that. Those three, phenomenal front three goals galore. That. Um, so I think overall. Looking at that team, I think as I wrote it down, you know, I was in a bit of jest saying, you know, yeah. this, this isn't a team that I think would would challenge Trutches in terms of ability. But actually, no, I'm going to go out and say I think this team beats Trutches. So run it, run it through us once more. So, so in goal, we've got Mike Callan, um, obviously comes off after about 45 seconds for, for me. Um, right back, Chrissy Bartz. Uh, left back, Ollie Cleveley. Lonnie Coles and Sam Bebbington, centre-backs. And we've got Trutchy holding midfielder, uh, Scotty Harrison and, and Sammy Kebab in the middle. Uh, left wing, Neil Thomas. Right wing, Mark Cooper. And up front, uh, the one and only Ginge. Um, I think that's a good team, actually. Like that, that, would, that would win you a few things, that would. That would get you I, a few yeah, goals as well. I definitely think that's a good team. I, I, was, I was trying to be a bit comedic with... With this lineup, but You're actually, proper serious about it, isn't you? Yeah, no, actually, I think the more the more I look at that, the more that tickles my pickle. That I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's a that's a good team. I think that I think that gets you results. I reckon. Um, yeah, send that to Trutch afterwards and see if you can uh, convince him that that team would be his team. I yeah, no, I will. I, I'm going to get on the phone to him after definitely because he he even when I said to him I've picked a team that I think your team would be, and I sent it to him, give him a little bit of a, a sneak preview. He's like, yeah, yeah, we'd beat that, but no, actually, no, I don't think, I don't think he would, I don't think he would, no, definitely, definitely. Oh, but yeah. I, I, I think I've done my duty and as well, just to go back to the the goalkeeping situation. I've done my duty to get Mike in there. Yeah, definitely want to get Mike involved. He'll be buzzing. He'll be buzzing. He's earned it. He's earned it. Like I said, it'll be it'll be a a, a big forty five seconds, but he's in there. He'll get the kit on <laughs> just about. Take it off. Sorted. Yeah, done, done. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. All right, cheers for that, Ron. And just, just to finish off, really, just to close, you know, uh, to close us off, a little something on on Lynn, our beloved Lynn. What does she mean to you, and you know, to Wessex as a whole? 
Well, I mean, what can you say? I, it, it's one of those things where I generally don't think um, Wessex is Wessex without Lynn. So, I mean, it's, you know, I, the, why do I still like Wessex? Why do I still look out for their results? What is it that is, of all the clubs I've played for, why Wessex? And I think it's only because of Lynn. Um, I think she's, like Trutchy said last week, she's, I think if, if you were to need something or need somebody at any time, no matter who you are, whether you played one game or a hundred games for Wessex, Lynn is the sort of person that you could go to and, and you know she'd want to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's before that, I, I can remember, you know, you know what Lynn's like, you know, no ringers, nope. no ringers. You've, By the if, foot. If you want to play for Wessex, you have got to be a Wessex player. And I think I walked into the Luckwell. I, I think that when when I kind of agreed to come and play, and I, I spoke to Hooper about coming, obviously I, I, I came I came to watch a game, um, to then go to the Luckwell after to, to sign me, me sign me forms. And I think before the ink was even wet on the page, Lynn was giving me a hug and a kiss and you know, you're you know, welcome. You're one of the boys now. Blah, blah, blah. Do you know I mean, she's straight away. You're you're Lynn's boy. Do you know what I mean? And I think if I went to see, if I didn't see Lynn for ten years and I was to bump into her into the street, bump into her on the street, you'd still be her boy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, she adopted you. She she adopts you as soon as you put that pen 100%, on paper. hundred percent. And I I can't I I genuinely can't think of another club. Every, every club has their they're legends. Every club's got it. Every club's got that. There's, there's no taking away from that. But I don't think any club has a Lynn. I think she's she's special to Wessex. I think Wessex is the only only team cats trying to eat the fish. Um, Wessex is the only team with a Lynn. Um, and I, I don't think Wessex is what it is without Lynn. Um, I don't think there's much else to say. I think I think that's it. She's she is Wessex and Wessex is Lynn. I think it's, that's, that's it, isn't it? Well, I mean, that's the, the perfect perfect way to end it, really. I Definitely. think, you know. We've waffled on for far longer than we thought we were, didn't we? Definitely. Well, I have anyway. <laughs> I've been <just like laughs> nodding, saying, yeah. <laughs> Get bad neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I guess that kind of concludes it then. Ron, thank you very much for, for you know, letting me pick your brain. Thanks for um, having me. It's, it's been a pleasure. It's like, like we've said, I won't go on too much longer. Doing this, sort of getting getting to know everybody a bit better, doing a few podcasts, I think it's going to be really good. So I'm interested to see a lot more from yourself, from Tom, and then hopefully get a few of the players on. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. That's all right. That's all right. Well, thank you to, to everyone listening as well. And uh, I guess we'll, we'll see you in the next one. Boom. Right. See Bye. You see you again. <laughs>